1: hey guys this is Mike Badano and you're listening to sarcastic remarks hey guys welcome back to sarcastic remarks that was a fine game right uh Ooh. this is the after game review for game number 27 against the Ottawa Senators the Stars pull out the win tonight in overtime, the first overtime win of the season. No matter who it's against, it doesn't matter. It's a big win. They win 4-3 to tonight, and there were a lot of good things. There was a lot of bad things, but here's the thing. They didn't play a complete game. They didn't play their best, but they were still able to get the win. Hey, Chris James, how are you all doing?
0: Doing great. Couldn't agree more. Had a very rough go of it, especially in the second period. Um, But like we say, good teams find a way to beat bad teams, and that's what they did tonight. They didn't have their best stuff. They played way better against the Leafs the other night, but they still found a way to get the win. And a lot of monkeys off the back tonight is, is what it feels like to me. Miro Haskin gets goals. Lundqvist gets another goal, which he hasn't had in probably a month and a half. And Sagan finally scores, who is definitely due. And who knows? Maybe this is the start of the second offensive surgeons of these players. So it would be fantastic.
2: <laughs> that would be wonderful. James, what do you think? Honestly, compared to Tuesday's night's game, it was very frustrating to watch the majority of this game. Like, it was very, very annoying to watch us kind of just sit back, not get any chances the entire entirety of the second period in my opinion i'm gonna give a
0: lot of credit to ottawa though in that regard their forecheck was fantastic all night long very heavy hitting and you there was no room in the neutral zone they were clogging it up completely not letting us get our smooth little passes so that we can have a guy fly in there they did extremely good in the second period and i'd say the beginning of the third period until they started trying to protect that one goal lead and at that point the stars were going downhill
1: That's exactly how I would divide this game up, Chris. Like the first 10 minutes, the Stars were really good in the first period. The second 10 minutes in the first period, they were not as good. It continued into the second period where the Stars still kind of, they didn't play bad, but it was bleh. And then in the third period, after Ottawa got the goal, they didn't have another shot for like 13 minutes or something like that. And because Ottawa backed off on their forecheck, I think that's why the Stars were able to win the game tonight. Call me crazy if if you think I'm wrong, but I think that's what happened.
0: I agree. Yeah. The, the stars are so good whenever the other team takes their foot off the gas. I mean, they sense that and they attack and that's how we've come back so many times too. Yep.
1: A couple of things to mention though, Chris, happy birthday. First off, yeah, he cool. has turned 22 years old. Big old number 22. How's it feel to be 22?
0: I can finally drink and drive. It's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this is my, my first official podcast back. So, I'm very excited to be back with you guys. It, yeah. I had a lot of fun uh, getting to spend some time with family especially, but it is good to be back and talk about Talkie with you guys. So uh, let's just get straight into the first period notes of what I've got. Um, the first thing I wrote is I wrote this up at the top after the first period was over. So I wrote, it's a tale of 10 minutes versus 10 minutes, and I kind of already mentioned that. First 10 minutes, we were good. Second 10 minutes, we were bad. Um, there were a lot of whistles to start off the game. There was a two-on-one for Ottawa, but there was a really good defensive play by Robo to tie up Pinto and didn't allow Pinto to get a shot off. And then Miro would score right off the face-off. It goes over the pad, under the glove, and it's a great shot by Miro Haskin in there. And I, I thought that, uh, I think they kind of downplayed the shot a little bit, the, the broadcasting, because I thought it was fantastic. But uh, what did y'all think of that first goal by Miro there?
0: Yeah, really good shot. I want to see more of that from the stars. Those plays off the face off because we're one of the best face off teams in the league. I think we are number one right now. Still, we need to take advantage of that more, and we really did tonight. We had two of them off the off the draw.
2: Yeah, and that that's exactly exactly how we, we were even in this game at all. Yep, face offs.
1: Face offs was a very big part. Of uh, this game here tonight, I I don't know if y'all realize, but there was at one point when they real- they mentioned how many faceoffs were in the game. I think Josh Bergered said 69. Did anybody hear that little chuckle from uh, Razor there for a split second? Did anybody else hear that? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. It. I swear I heard it. Uh, I'm gonna have to like tag him in Twitter and see if he actually responds to that because I swear I heard him chuckle a little bit. But anyways, Stars go up one nothing off of Miro's first goal in a while. And then about a minute actually it's more like two minutes later i guess miro gets another one from an extreme angle and i wrote that forsberg probably wants that one back
2: that should Definitely. never
1: ever go in but nonetheless yeah. stars are up to the nothing
2: that was a softie for sure yeah just that's that's just kind of throwing the puck at the net at that point though i mean sometimes when you throw it at the net you get lucky like that so
1: there's a great save by Otter on Brady Kachuk. Uh, I wrote at this point that the breakouts looked much better tonight, although I th- that would change throughout the course of the game. Uh, Kachuk tries a reversal on Hawk and Paw, and it doesn't work. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> good for Hock and Paw. Um, Otter makes another really big save, and then Marchmont was really good defensively tonight. There was at least two or three opportunities where... I think Otter probably doesn't want to give up a rebound that big, and Marchment was there to make sure that the opposing whatever player it was, whoever it was, Stutzla, Pinto, uh, in this case it was Stutzla, but he made sure that there was no rebound chance for those guys. So good yeah. for Marchment tonight.
0: He was throwing the body around a lot more tonight too, it felt like, kind of in response to how Otter was playing the game, so good for him to step up in, in that department as well.
1: Miro makes a really bad turnover, which is very uncharacteristic of ter- of Miro Haskinen, and it's the fourth line for the Ottawa Senators. Derek Brassard scores, and it goes five-hole. It's just a weird turnover. You never see that from Miro Haskin. Obviously, he was not on the same page with his forwards there, and he thought that the forward was going to be right there and take the puck, and they just weren't on the same page.
0: And you got to give credit to the forecheck there as well. I mean, the reason Miro turns the puck over is because he's trying to brace for the hit. So, it forces them into a turnover. Good play by their fourth line. That's how the that's how you want your fourth line to play hockey. They did good. Yeah,
2: and it, it's it's also really hard for the Ottawa Senators to not score when you get a juicy re- or juicy turnover like that. Yeah, he turned it over right in the slot.
1: Otter would make a giant save on Claude Giroux. Is a good, really good pad save and. In- it bounced off the boards, and at this point, I wrote, Ottawa is really feeling it. This is about five minutes remaining in the first period. And all of a sudden, after me saying that the breakouts looked really good, Dallas is not able to get out of their own zone.
0: Yeah, and that kind of started that theme going into the second period, how we couldn't get out of our own zone then too.
1: Before we would get to the second period, though, Thomas Shabbat, and he's one of the most underrated defensemen in the NHL, in my opinion. He's so good. He ties it up after... Miro turns the puck over at the Ozone blue line, and it just happened to go off a Glenn Denning skate, and it was not Otter's fault at all. He had no chance on that. It was just a freak bounce. It bounced off of the skate and goes in. Oof. Yep, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> and you, you could just look at Otter's body language. He's just like, really, dude? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, But it is what it is. Pavelski would have a really good chance after a cross-zone pass. It was a good save by Forsberg, and that would end the first period. Each team gets two goals. Dallas gets two easy ones, according to Razor. And then the sins really got going in the last 10 minutes of that period, and Dallas just kind of fed them with turnovers. What did y'all think overall in that first period?
0: I agree with that pretty much 100%. The Senators' forecheck started up in the 10-minute mark, and that led to a lot of turnovers. The Stars weren't ready for it to make better passes better decisions take your time
2: yep and and i i mean honestly that whole first period you could say all the goals in it were kind of soft all of them could have kind of been prevented so it regardless it's 2-2 going out of it
1: going into the second period i really want to talk about a couple of players in particular we'll get to one later but i want to talk about the fourth line tonight because the fourth line was absolutely excellent before they started line shuffling a little bit. Kiviranta had a really good chance there at the beginning. And again, he just continues to impress me. And I want to put this forward. I'll go ahead and talk about it anyways, because I had this thought in the first period because I noticed how well he was playing. Gary Onoff had a really good game tonight. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but I think we need to start changing our expectations of this player. When Fox was drafted, he was a first-round pick. But over the course of the years he's kind of transformed himself into this really good third or fourth line checking center and he's really good at what he does i think that's what we need to start looking at garyanov as and lower those expectations don't expect the goals from him and then we don't have to be all that upset with him all the time and the tonight specifically and hold on sorry chris i know i'm talking a lot i i noticed how he was going into the zone he's He's actually really good for that fourth line with Foxa playing in between on the second line. I think he's a really good addition to that fourth line, and I think he's been playing really well as of late. So I know I'm I'm kind of tippy-toeing a little bit on some things here, but what do you all think?
0: I I think there's a big difference between Guryanov and Foxa in how they play. I mean, Guryanov, I would still say, is somewhat of a defensive liability the majority of the time that he's on the ice.
1: And that's fair, Um, Yeah.
0: And the, the upside that he has that Fox doesn't is his offensive potential. I mean, skating through the zone. I mean, we saw both tonight that, that I talked about wanting to see more. We saw him crash the net multiple times. And we saw that one timer a few times as well. And that's really what we want to see from gray on We, we want to see a depth scoring a, a guy who is deep in our lineup that can consistently score. And he's not giving us that, which is the problem. I think he's on the doorstep for sure. Cause he's playing better and better and better. But it, I mean, we, at some point we, Last season, he had a lot of good times where he was. It looked like he was playing better, but he just never finished. Yeah. That's what we need at this point. We need we need somebody yeah. who can put up points if he's going to play a kind of role.
2: And he does. He totally has that potential in him. I mean, we see it with how much he does just skate through everyone and gets the odd man rush. And it, it's just right now, it's just not going in. It, it's kind of kind of what's been happening to Sagan for the ca- past couple of games except it's just like on an even more extreme level for greater of it feels. Yeah.
0: And to me, it feels more like an Achushkin situation than it does a Fox's situation, which as we all know, would not end great for the stars.
1: <laughs> right. We didn't great for an Achushkin. He wins a an Yeah. Right. Anyways, moving on, we'll talk more about that Wednesday if we want to, but, uh, Pavelski would have a really good shot slot chance. There was a rebound chance there. Dallas would go on the penalty kill twice. Once for too many men from Johnston. Johnston was at fault there. Took too long of a shift. And, uh, Pavelski would have a high sticking call as well. There was, that was only his second minor penalty of the season. Should he get some more votes for Selkie? Cause they very briefly mentioned that on the, on the broadcast. What do you think?
0: Uh, I think he's too slow. He doesn't back check enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. He gets a lot of votes for that that sportsmanship award. What is it? The lady? Lady Bing. Lady Bing, yeah. So that's kind of the one he's going for with the low penalties.
1: (laughs) And throughout the first 10 minutes of the second period, I thought that Ottawa was the better team, to be honest with you. What what did you all think through the first 10 minutes?
0: definitely agree. Ottawa played the game that they wanted to play in the second period and the Stars played into it.
1: Pinto had a shot, really good save by Otter. Hence would have a chance. Lundqvist was absolutely robbed by Forsberg. He And Forsberg makes an amazing save there. And at this point, eight minutes remaining in the period, I write the shots are 23 to 13 Ottawa. And that's very unlike the Stars to be outshot in any game, no matter who it is, whether it's against a bad team or a good team. So, that was a little concerning at that point. Um, Gary had a really good two-way shift here. He, he gets a shot off in the offensive zone, turns around, he picks pockets uh, Giroux, and he, he doesn't allow a two-on-one to develop. So again, Gary coming out and playing really well. Uh, he would have another good shift, about three and a half minutes remaining, and Lundqvist would go to the box with about a minute remaining in the third. And Dallas would go on their third penalty kill of the period, third period penalty kill of the game. What did y'all think about the second period overall?
2: Not it, good it, hockey it,
0: for the stars. Yeah. The Ottawa did what they wanted. The stars weren't able to get anything going really.
2: Yeah. And, and it only hurt the stars more that we took three penalties in that period as well, For I sure, mean, it, it, it's giving you no chance to get anything going.
1: This was a random thought that I had through the second period, but I wrote down that Miller and Lundquist were getting involved in the ozone. And I really liked seeing both of those players getting involved in the offensive zone. Is that something that y'all noticed as well or not really?
0: I thought Lunk was had a great game again tonight. I mean, for the second time in a row, obviously he gets the the tying goal I will talk about later, but he he was all over the ice on on the rush. I really liked when him and Mira were playing on the same yeah. pair. I thought they played off each other really well. I, I'd like to see it more. I wish he would get more playing yeah. time, honestly. And,
2: and I think a lot of a lot of the Miller and Haskinen in tonight was they they played with the first line a lot more than they did Tuesday night. I, I don't know if that's just me noticing it more or what, but I really think they just played more with the top line tonight. And when you have all your best offensive players on the ice, they're they're gonna score some goals.
1: Yeah, Lundquist ends the night with sixteen minutes and eighteen seconds on the evening in ice time. So that's not terrible. I mean, under bonuses system, it would have been a lot less. So I thought he played really well tonight, and I agree with you, Chris. He was one of the best players for the Stars tonight. <laughs> hey, hockey fans. Light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. (laughs) Getting into the third period, though, right off the bat, minute and a half in, Ottawa takes their first lead of the game. Hamannick scores on a redirect from Alex Debrinkit, everybody's favorite young forward that the Stars always complain about. Well, Stars fans always complain about that we should have drafted instead of Riley Tufty. But anyways, it's three to two. What do you all think?
0: That was shocking. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean Foxa just loses his stick up at the point and never gets it back and decides to change, so it's a five on four and then they score because it's a five on four.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was just it was just weird in my opinion. Weird play. Yeah.
1: I just thought it was another one of those instances where the Dallas Stars seemed to control the puck, but then they seemed to lose control of the puck just as easy right? Yeah. And and this is not just a, this goal thing or this game thing. This seems to be a season long thing. One of the few things that they're not doing well. Yeah. Agreed. Going on, Johnson would have a chance. And then at this point, the board's just like taking the lines and just kind of tossing them together, trying to get them going. So we see Marchman out there with Ben and Johnston. So that was kind of interesting. That that, that'd be interesting to see more of Uh, the fans call tripping with 16 and a half (laughs) minutes remaining, but the the refs do not. Uh, Fox that has a semi-chance. Dallas would go on the power play. And then at this point, I just wrote that uh, Ottawa is just still more aggressive than Dallas, especially through the second and the beginning part of the third. They're just more aggressive. Gary Onoff has a really good chance, almost like a breakaway, as he goes into the zone on the power play. It's a great chance by him. And Hayskinen has a chance. There's a really great shift by uh, DeLandria, Sagan, and Gary as that line kind of gets thrown together a little bit as well. And then Dallas will go on the power play again. Kachuk would get a roughing penalty. I actually didn't see what happened there, but nonetheless, Dallas goes on yeah. the power play. Um, Marchment has a rebound chance, and then they kill that off. But then five minutes remaining in the third period, Lundqvist gets a goal. It's a face-off win from the Dallas Stars. Shot from the point and somehow it finds its way through.
0: And it's a faceoff win from Rope Hintz in relief as well. So really big win there from Rope Hintz when he wasn't the main guy taking draws tonight. So good, good win off for him.
2: Mm-hmm. And it kind of knuckle pucked towards towards the net. So that in that sense, it was a little lucky. But I mean, you you, you take shots off of faceoffs like that, you're you're gonna get some goals like we saw tonight.
0: It, and with all the pressure the Stars had, it was coming.
1: Yes, and I should I neglected to mention that that after that goal, very slowly and steadily Ottawa started you know playing quote unquote bonus hockey and backing up and just trying to protect the lead. And thankfully that that did not work for them tonight. So uh, the score at this point is three to three. Last five minutes, there's not a ton that goes on. Uh, Otter makes a really big save on DeBrinket after Miro turns the puck over again. So Miro had a kind of weird game where he was really good offensively but kind of rough defensively and there's an offside that's called after a possible two on three for dallas it doesn't lead to anything and shots are 29 27 at this point at the end of the third period so you can kind of see looking at the shots that the stars started to play better and i think part of it was yes dallas was playing better but i think they got lucky that ottawa took their foot off the gas
0: I wouldn't call it lucky. I'd say that was their game plan. They were trying to just hold on, and the Stars just take advantage of that every time. I mean, every team does that. They try and protect the the lead a little bit more. The Stars are just good at taking advantage. Going
1: into overtime, we go into overtime. Stars are 0 for 5 when you go into games past 60 minutes so far this season. So I wrote this down. I, I just wrote they need to find a way to win this game, regardless of how they played. They did not play their best but they're tied here in overtime. They've lost five in a row in overtime or shootout. You got to win this one somehow. Somehow you need to win this game. So right off the bat, for the first minute and a half, Ottawa completely controlled the play, but there was really nothing that they had going for them for that full minute and a half. They just kept, you know, taking the puck back, and you could tell that the crowd at the American Airlines Center was getting restless, and they were bored, and they wanted to see some entertainment. But... Lindell almost finished it. Almost finished it. It was a really good save by Forsberg there. He went five hole and Forsberg just got enough. Sagan would have a shot, and I thought, oh, if only he could get it. That's literally what I wrote down. I was, if only he could get it. So it's almost like I had my crystal balls looking into it. But Pavelski would have a backhand shot. And then with 29 seconds remaining in the overtime period, Tyler Sagan gets the monkey off his backs, throws it across over the over the glass. And not only does he get himself out of the slump he's in with the nine-game goalless streak, he also gets the Stars their first win in overtimes or shootout. And it was a absolutely big moment. It's a big game. Yes, it's not against a good team, but it doesn't matter. It's this is a yeah. very big game for the Dallas Stars and a very big win.
0: I think it's a, it's a, it's a gutsy win. I mean, you're playing a team that knows that they're worse than you, so they're trying their hardest. They are obviously checking super hard, very aggressive all night long. We didn't match it very well, but we got to the, we got to the end because we started matching it a little bit and we got our skill there and tied it up late. Great grit in the third period. And then just to finish it, I mean, you got it dead on the money, right? We have to figure out a way to win it overtime, And we finally do. And Tyler's taking doing it is probably the, the best option I could have thought of.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's just a, it's a great play from Johnson on the boards too. He completely put Puck Puck jacks the person clean, and then Sagan's all alone right in front.
1: And that was my next point, is how well Johnston played on that particular play, because it allowed Sagan to be completely wide open all by himself in front of Forsberg, and Forsberg just didn't have a chance. I mean, if you don't have anybody helping you out, you're screwed. (laughs) So, Johnston had a really fantastic game, and uh, Sagan was the benefactor of this, but Here's my biggest takeaway from this game, you guys, as we talk about what happened in this game. Faceoffs were big tonight, yes. You know, the Stars have been over 10 on the power play in the past two games. That's something that needs to be fixed very quickly. But what I really liked about this game is they pulled out the win, and a lot of the wins they've had this season have been one-goal games. That's something they highlighted very briefly in in between A commercial break or something like that this is one of those wins that you can look back on and realize hey we don't have to just win by three goals because the further that we go along in the season these kind of games where it's like 5-1 4-1 6-2 5-2 they're going to be less and less and less as we go on they're going to be closer and closer when it comes to goal differential in this game so i thought this was a really big win this is a win that the stars can look back on and DeBoer can look back on and say, hey, there's lots of different ways this team can win. That's my biggest takeaway from tonight.
0: Agreed, 100%. What
1: What else happened in tonight's game that y'all want to talk about that kind of either really impressed you or maybe an area of concern? Because there were other areas of concern we could talk about.
0: Johnson was really good. I thought that I mean, two assists on tonight which he hasn't had a ton of recently and the faceoff dot was great. He made a few really good defensive plays I, I love Johnson tonight
2: I'm uh you mentioned the power play Ryan in the past two games not being great oh, yeah honestly I don't think that the power play has looked bad they're not scoring on it which is obviously a problem but I mean I, I think we got three shots on both the power plays tonight and they were yeah. all good chances in last game we had 20 shots on seven that's almost three for every power play again it, it's to me, in the past two games, it hasn't been that the power play has been bad. It's, they're just not scoring. Yeah, statistical anomaly.
1: One other thing I need to talk about, because I got to give him credit because I called him out for it, and I ate a lot of crap for it. But Mr. Jay Gottinger was very, very, very much better tonight, in my opinion. Uh, he played, he had lots of big saves in tonight's game that we haven't been seeing from him. In the past couple of weeks and yes he was still I think he still needs to work on his rebound control and I mean I I'm not a super know-it-all hockey person but it, it just seemed like a lot of the rebounds he was allowing were very egregious they were really big but I will give him credit for the fact that he did make that initial first big save especially that save on Claude Giroux. I think that was a really big point in the game and he actually had a lot of help from his forwards tonight. Mason Marchment like I mentioned earlier, saving at least two or three chances. Um Lundquist was really good with that as well. Miro had some chances where he was really good defensively even though he kind of led to two of the goals for Ottawa, but I, I got to give out a credit tonight cuz he was he was pretty good tonight. Not yeah, not I, not world beater, but much much better
0: tonight. Yeah. I, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say he was better. Uh, he wasn't he's not playing like he was at the beginning of the season, but he, he's better, good, n- good enough for us to yeah. win.
2: I mean, it was it was the big saves tonight that really set him apart from the past couple of games that he's had. Agreed.
1: He does end with a 903 save percentage in tonight's game, so not still not where you want him to be. I'm sure that's not at all where he wants to be either. He can play better than that. We've definitely seen it over that uh, period of time, but he, he I mean, you, you got to give him credit. You got to give him credit. He played pretty well tonight. So, all right. Uh, who's your biggest winner and biggest loser in tonight's game. As we wrap it up,
0: I'll go ahead and give biggest winner to Miro Haskin. He's having a fantastic season. Even if it's not on the score sheet, he's doing amazing in the assist department. He puts up two goals here tonight. This might be the start. If he gets to 15 goals on the season, I think we're pretty happy. Um, and he's just been fantastic defensively. He ends tonight again with, 28 and a half minutes time on ice. That's I crazy. mean, this guy is the defensive core. It is Miro Hazkinen. He's the guy. So th- the stuff he does just doesn't show up on his stat sheet as much as other guys. He, he is in control of the game. He is the-, the-, the core and the heartbeat of this team. And he does it night in and night out. Tonight he gets rewarded for it. I like it.
2: And I'll go with his D partner, Nils Lundqvist tonight. Gets a goal and an assist on tonight. He was... Is- very very good this is this is what we're kind of looking for him to do is to play with Miro and to be good offensively that that's what we need him to do that's why we traded a first pick or a first round pick for him
0: and what I'm more excited about is his response to being healthy scratched is the past two games have been really good from him and he could have just been all pissed off because he got scratched for three games in a row because he, he probably is better than Hanley by a wide margin. And he could have just been pissed off about it and he's like, no, I'm going to come in and prove that I'm better and he's yeah. absolutely done that and he's next time Hanley wants to come in someone else is coming out. It's not going to be yeah. Lundquist. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: And probably is probably an understatement is <laughs> definitely better than Hanley by a long shot as much as I love Hanley.
1: Hanley has good games, but he also has those questionable games as well. So he, he's the perfect seventh defenseman. Literally, like, it's, if you need a guy that can plug in there, he's great. Uh, since you stole mine, James, I was going to give it to Nils Lundqvist as well. I will give it to Dennis Garionov because he looked much better tonight. i um, I, I maybe we need to have this conversation more on Wednesday night, but I think we need to start changing our mindset of who Dennis Garyanoff is gonna be. I think he's he needs to be we need to look at him as a really good bottom six option. And I think if we do that, that will help us out a lot more. Have, no know, matter what, lives. he
0: needs points. The, the style of play that he plays, he should put up points. You He's still
1: need, and I mean, they talked about it in the broadcast tonight. You still need skill on your third and fourth lines, and Ranta has skill, and we've seen him do really well. I would, I, I would almost, I know it's crazy because he does not get paid like it. He gets paid three million dollars, but the way Ranta and Garyanov have been playing the last couple of games, they've both been playing very similarly in that they're getting chances they're just not getting goals is and I think, if, yeah. I
2: think if i think if garyanov keeps playing the way that he is playing on that second power play unit he's gonna start getting goals but right right now they're not going in and honestly that's that's yeah. where everyone's problems come with him yeah I,
0: yeah i think my biggest problem is that he's been here for so long and we keep saying oh he's gonna score eventually for so long i'm just kind of like until it happens i'm not even gonna give it any chance you're
1: right, yeah <laughs> And no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh who's your biggest loser tonight, guys? I'll go first since I got one. Um, <laughs> yeah, y'all both were really quiet. But uh I'll give it to Anton Forsberg because I don't think any of the especially the second and the third um I, I won't I won't fault him on the third goal, but the second goal especially, I think he probably wants that one back. So I'll give it to Anton Forsberg just for that particular part because he I, he probably wants that goal back.
0: My biggest loser is Pete DeBoer for deciding to put Ryan Suter back on the second power play unit. <laughs> Why? Stop. <laughs> Lundqvist did very good on it last time. Leave him there. Suter, gone. No, no like.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with DeLantria. I mean, I talk about how he kind of gets bullied when we fight these more yeah. rough rough teams, and he definitely got bullied tonight.
0: He got thrown around.
2: He, he got thrown around a lot. He was invisible from what he normally does, which is normally spectacular, but he, he got bullied tonight.
1: I think the Stars need a lot of help with their defensive core, and I think we need another defenseman. And I know they keep talking about, oh, we're going after a top six forward, but I don't think we need that. I don't think we need that. I think we need another defenseman. We'll talk about that more on Wednesday night, but is there anything else we need to talk about in tonight's game, you guys?
0: Next two game, points, December tenth against the Detroit Red Wings at two PM, one PM. Sorry.
1: All right, and Chris, happy birthday! Here's the happy birthday trumpets.
0: Sir, sure, I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just do <laughs> it right now, GG boys. There we go. All right, GG boys, yep. perfect.
1: Go and check out StarCasticaMarksShop.com for all the merch options. Also, go and check out StarCasticaMarks.com. There'll be another blog post here coming up here soon. Uh, thank you guys for all the prayers that y'all have been handing out for me, for my family. Uh, baby Allison, she's perfect. She's adorable. And James and Chris haven't gotten to meet, meet her yet, but hopefully sometime soon they'll get to do that. And uh, again, I really appreciate it because I was a little nervous about some of the complications there there could have been, but there was absolutely zero complications. So thank you again. But Along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. We'll hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, evening, afternoon, whenever y'all are listening. We'll see you guys later.